Welcome back to the podcast, Do You Know Who I Am? This is episode number nine, and I'm your host, Patty Lane. Everyone has a story to tell if you're willing to listen. Sometimes it's about a moment in time that changed someone's life or maybe their career. That's what this podcast highlights. First, a quiz. What's the American Chorus Line known for their precision formation and high kicking routines? While you may not have seen them in person, chances are you've seen them on television during the Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City. I'm talking about the Radio City Rockettes. The Precision Dance Company began back in 1925 with all the glitz and glamour that continues today with popular routines and extraordinary costumes. And some of the costumes were heavy. Uh, I'd say that uh, they could probably weigh as much as a small child. So you put that on your back and then try to get out there and dance. Eh, it's a little bit of a challenge sometimes. My name is Mary Ellen Hopkins and I live in Marietta, Georgia. Before I became a journalist at CNN, I was a Radio City Music Hall Rockette in New York City. Mary was a Rockette in the late 60s to 1970s, and she gives us an inside look at what it was like being part of this famous dance group. Let's get started. Mary, thanks so much for sharing your experience as a Rockette. Tell us how it all got started. When I was a junior in high school, I was starting to look at colleges, and my dance teacher approached me and my parents, and she said that she thought I was good enough to become a professional dancer. I had studied ballet, jazz, and tap throughout the years. I was a member of the Fort Lauderdale Civic Ballet Company, so I had a pretty extensive dance background. Being raised in South Florida, I wasn't aware of the Rockettes. Um, you know, it's not like it is today where everything's on television and social media and you know everything. I was, I was raised, you know, down in a little town called Dania, just south of Fort Lauderdale, so I didn't know anything about the line. So in the spring of my senior year in high school, it was 1969, and I was just short of 18 years old, my mom and I flew up for me to audition at Radio City. And I've seen pictures now where, you know, there's the line is wrapped around the building for the girls to get in. At that time, we had an appointment. I, you know, I went to the stage door while I was taken upstairs to the rehearsal hall. And I would say there was 25 to 30 girls total. So it was, um, it was intense because it was so small. There was, you know, just a few of us. And, you know, there were, um, you know, the people who headed Radio City and were in charge of the Rockettes, Russell Marquette you know, who was in, um, he used to call us his dancing daughters. He was in charge. He created the Rockettes. And what was that audition like? I imagine a lot of dancing. During the audition process, they would teach us combinations and then we would have to repeat them. And so we did a couple different combinations, different turns, you know, make sure that they, that we were um, versatile in our dance and dance training. And then the final thing was the kicks. You had to show them that you could be part of the kick line, which is what the Rockettes are famous for. And I have to admit, that was the biggest challenge for me. I really had never trained to do those kicks. When I knew I was going up, I worked at, a little bit at, at my dance studio to make sure I, I could do it. But it's very different when they start putting kick combinations together. So I struggled a little bit with that. But at the end of it, they called us up one at a time. We went over to the piano and Russell came up and talked to us and he told me that um, I was going to be a Rockette. And he said, go home, and when we have an opening, we will call you. So that was it. It was, you know, no sign. We, we did sign some papers, but it was, you know, very simple process at that point. 
How many performed with the Rockettes and how many performances would you do? There's always 36 dancers on stage. And when I was a Rockette back in the 60s and 70s, we did four shows a day, seven days a week, and we would work three weeks or four weeks straight and then get a week off. And at that time, Radio City was actually also a movie theater. So when people bought tickets, they were buying tickets to see the movie and to see the show. So our shows, we would have breaks during the day while the movie was playing. So in the morning, like the movie might start at 10. So our first show might be like 1130 or noon. And then the movie would come on and would have a couple hours break while the movie was playing. And then we would come back and do another show. And we usually finished up between 10 and 11 at night and then right at it the next day. So so you're in New York City. You've become a Rockette. Tell us, what was your first performance like? Were you nervous being on stage at Radio City Music Hall? I was so nervous that I was dressed in my costume and down on stage probably 10 minutes before we were going to dance. Then the show's going on and as things are happening, you know, I'd been rehearsing for a couple of weeks, so I knew that it was getting time, that it wasn't going to be much longer before the curtain was going to go up and we had to dance. And finally, the girls started kind of like strolling down and they're talking and chatting and I'm sitting there shaking in my boots because I was so nervous. Uh, and then the girl who was dancing next to me, she comes walking up and she's chatting with somebody else and she turns around because the curtain's about to go up and she says, oh no, I lost my contact. So her contact lens fell out on the stage. And so all these girls, they come out of their formation and they're over there trying to find the contact for her. And finally our music started and the curtain started to go up and they just backed up. And I never moved. I just stood there watching them. Um, and But they got back to their places on time. The curtain went up and nobody on the other side of the curtain knew what was going on. But so there's always there's always something funny happening behind the curtain. It was a good time. What were some of the challenges to dancing in a chorus line, and were there any costume challenges? One of the things that makes the Rockettes so special is the precision. I mean, that is key. So when we would rehearse, not only were we rehearsing for the dance we were doing, the steps we were doing, but it was like when your arms went up, they had to be up exactly at the same time. When they came down, they were to come down at the same time. So when we had to do things over and over in rehearsal, that was what we were rehearsing, making sure that we hit the time and so that we would look you know, perfect and all in unison once we were on stage. And let me tell you about the costumes. That was always one of the fun things about coming into a new show is like, wow, I wonder what we're going to wear. And a lot of times they would show us the sketches and would see them and say, oh, that'll be beautiful. And then you'd get up to costuming and, you know, they'd start trying on the costumes for you, making sure everything fit. And some of them were outrageous. I mean, they were just beautiful and stunning and they would have stones on them. Some of them were so heavy and cumbersome and you still had to go out there and dance like you were light as a feather. But it, everyone was different and we all had our favorites and we all had the ones we weren't so you know fond of. And I think if you took a poll, hands down, the one, the one costume we did not like, we, one Christmas, we did a routine where we were zebras, really. So we had a striped leotard on and a tail and a hat with ears. And so it was just, it was a difficult routine, number one, and the costume was, you know, a little on the silly side, but uh, the audience loved it. So I guess it was all good. And some of the costumes were heavy. Uh, I'd say that uh, they could probably weigh as much as a small child. So you put that on your back and then try to get out there and dance. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of a challenge sometimes. And another thing about the precision with the rockets is the height and the weight. And some people are under the impression that we're all the same size, but we're not. We range in height from, well, when I, it's, I think now it's 5'6 to 5'10. And so the tallest girls are in the center, shortest girls are on the ends. And so the line just tapers down from the tallest to the shortest on each side. And so it looks like we're all the same, but actually we're not. Tell me what it's like to go from not knowing about the Rockettes to becoming a Rockette and then performing in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now, the Rockettes were a big thing, of course, in New York City, but growing up in South Florida at that time, we didn't really have access to things the way we do now. So I wasn't aware of, of the Rockettes, and I, I wasn't able to see them in the Macy's Day Parade. But I have to tell you, once I got there and I got to be part of the Macy's Parade, it was awesome. And here they are, the Rockettes. It was so much fun leading up to it, and the um, we would go to rehearsal the day before because we it was we did the dance that we did on stage anyway, or one of them. So we already knew what we were doing. We just had to get the feel for dancing in the street, and so the bus would be waiting for us outside the stage door after our last show. Where they would take us down to Macy's on you know on Thirty Fourth Street, and. We would do the routine there a couple times to make sure we had our spacing. And, you know, dancing in the street is very different than being on a stage. So we'd do it a couple times, and, and then that was it for the night. The next morning, we would get to Radio City early. The bus would pick us up. We were already dressed and ready. And we didn't march in the parade, and they still don't march in the parade. They sit inside, and they wait for Santa Claus to come, which is the end of the parade. And then we would go out and perform. And every year was different, and there were times when it was cold. There were times, this one time it was snowing. So we were out there with snowflakes falling on us, and we ended up coming into the center for a formation, which is the first time we actually got to look at each other. And our makeup was streaked, and our eyelashes were falling off. and So um, it was that was pretty funny. And then, of course, uh, I talked to my parents and my friends who said, well, we were so disappointed because they never did any close-ups. We were hoping that we'd get to see, you know, see your face while you were dancing. And I said, well, there's a reason for that. We didn't look too good because everybody had smeared makeup and falling off um, the hair. Our hair was a mess. So that was why. But it was still, you know, it was fun. And then another time we were getting ready to go out and the uh, gentleman opens the door for us and he says, smile, ladies. It's 26 degrees out there. And we felt it as soon as we got out there. What type of dancing did you do as a Rockette? The type of dancing we did when I was a Rockette was pretty much strictly tap and kicking. Uh, the girls now, they it, this dance is very stylized. It's so beautiful and so contemporary. and I really love seeing them dance, but it was, it's different from when I was there. So we pretty much just did straight tap and kicks. And of course, we did a lot of different formations, which is also what the Rockettes are famous for. Is there a favorite or a funny moment you can share with us? Well, you know, the Rockettes are known for precision, but a lot of times things go wrong on stage. And I think sometimes the audience catches it and sometimes they don't. But one of the funniest things that happened to me, we were getting ready to go on stage and I was standing by a drinking fountain. I looked over, I thought, yeah, let me get a drink. And there was um, some paper cups, like Radio City is a beautiful old theater. And it was a, the drinking fountain was recessed into the wall. So I saw the drinking, the drinking cups there, and I thought, eh, I don't need a cup. So I stuck my head in, got my drink of water, 
Well, we had these big hats on, and they kind of curved around at the top. Well, what I didn't know is those drinking cups, those paper cups got stuck in my hat. So we go down, we make our entrance onto stage, and um, I was 5'7", so I wasn't one of the tallest girls. I was kind of towards, you know, like the middle of the line. So the way we entered, we came, you know, down center stage towards the um, conductor, and then we spread out to the side, and we were doing turns the whole time. So I make my entrance, I'm heading towards the conductor, I start doing my turns, and I could feel something going on. Then And the conductor started making these funny faces at me. So when I started moving out to the side to get to my place, I looked down and there were paper cups all over the stage. So according to him later, he told me I looked like a sprinkler because every time I turned, the, the cups were coming flying out of my hat. And I just looked and I was like, oh no. So of course I'm down further in my spot. And now all the taller girls, <laughs> they're trying to dance and they're kicking the cups because they're everywhere. So, um, and they were like, who put these cups on the stage? And nobody could figure it out. And of course, I'm down there trying not to laugh because it was, you know, <laughs> I knew it was me. And so that was something that um, we just had our 90th reunion of the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes, and I flew to New York for it. And several of the girls, when they, we got to see each other for the first time in years, and that's what they said, you know, God, do you remember that time when you got those cups stuck in your hat? So... It was a it, it was a time to remember. How long were you a rocket? So I danced at Radio City Music Hall basically from 1969 until 1978 or 79. Now in between, I did leave. I was I was there at the Music Hall for about four years, and I got a Broadway show. So I did Irene with Debbie Reynolds. I wasn't an original member of the cast. I was a replacement, but I had been you know, try, auditioning for Broadway shows. I wanted to be in a Broadway show. So even though it was sad leaving all my friends at Radio City, I was very excited to go and work with Debbie Reynolds. And um, and I made a whole bunch of new friends dancing with the, the people on Broadway. So that was a very good experience. And then once the show closed, once Irene closed on Broadway, we went on a national tour. So it was really nice to go on the national tour and you know, you'd go into a city like Detroit and you'd stay there for weeks instead of just one day in and one day out. So we really got to see things. We were out in L.A. and out in Denver. So it, it was a very good experience. And then when I came back, you know, I had to wait my turn. But when there was an opening, um, then I went back and danced again at Radio City. I ended up leaving in the late 70s because I had an Achilles injury and it was going to take time for that to heal. Uh, so I just decided at that point that maybe, you know, I had had a really nice dance career at that point. I had, you know, been a rocket. I had been on Broadway and done some, a little bit of sportswear modeling. And I thought, well, maybe it's time to just go do something else. So at that point, I went into, I entered the New York Institute of Technology College as a mass communication major. And that's how I ended up being a journalist. Mary, as you sit here today, how do you look back at your time as a rocket at Radio City? And one of my favorite things looking back and now getting to talk about being a rocket is is it reminds me how great it was because people will ask me questions and I'll talk about it and they're always so fascinated and I felt like when I got onto Broadway that was that was a big accomplishment for me. But when I talk to people, all they want to hear about is Radio City because they just, it's fascinating and they want to know about the girls and the music and the dancing and the costumes and, and the lights. And so 
It really is, and it brings it back because it really was a great time for me and something that, you know, I'm proud to say, I was a Radio City Music Hall Rockette. It's been close to a century since the Rockettes began performing and they've become part of America's culture. While the chorus line started with just 16 dancers, that's now grown to 36. Thanks for listening to Do You Know Who I Am? And please take a few moments to add a review in iTunes. And if you subscribe to our Facebook page, you'll get a sneak peek into what's next on the podcast. Until then, I'm Patty Lane. Remember, everyone has a story to tell. You just have to be willing to listen. 